You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Elena and I are delighted to be back in London, England, and to share good news from around the world. You know, seemingly every morning, the top headline story surrounds the escalating struggle and tensions between Russia and America. Yet at the Eurasian Missions Conference in mid-May, entitled Eternal Covenant, hosted brilliantly by Oleg and Alyona Sorotkin, we came together in Moscow where it's now illegal to share your faith, not as Russian Christians, not as American Christians, but global disciples working together in God's unified worldwide family to do even greater things. And in Moscow, they're doing even greater things. Amazingly, they now have 21 teen disciples. They're in five Bible talks. And for a first in the whole movement, they have a teen sector. Turn to Acts chapter 21. In Acts chapter 21, we read about Paul coming into Jerusalem after his third missionary journey. And read this in verse 17. Luke records, when we arrived at Jerusalem, the brothers greeted us warmly. And haven't we been greeted warmly by the London church? The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all the elders were present. Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. Now, we may not be able to go into all the details tonight, but I do pray that after we share about what God is doing amongst the nations, you will praise God. Amen? And so... On the first continent, I bring you good news from Africa. Right now, all the pillar churches are being built in Africa. The first one was Abidjan Ivory Coast, led by Amadou and Angel Santona. Recently, at their Bring Your Neighbor Day, with 150 disciples, they had 602 in attendance. Eight baptisms, one restoration. Excitingly, a little bit less than a year from now, in September 2019, Blaise and Patricia Fumbo will be coming to lead that church as well as to oversee the evangelization of the 14 French-speaking nations in Africa. Of course, what the Lord is doing in Lagos is incredible. Andrew and Patrick went there just a couple of years ago at the instigation of the man of Nigeria, Benedict Addison. We formed a little remnant group of eight. We brought a mission team of 11 from L.A. And amazingly, we now have 133 disciples in Lagos, Nigeria. And just this past Sunday, they had a denominational preacher baptized. His name is Samu, and he leads a church of 400. And it's in the nation of Malawi, so we're going to have another nation of a sold-out church. I also bring you good news from Kinshasa, Democratic Republic of Congo. At the African Missions Conference, we sent out the team that reconstructed it. In other words, we went 
took his Sasha and literally counted the cost with every single person in the remnant group that is our custom. And amazingly, uh, Mickey and Lily Nagungo have done an amazing job there. But after the seven baptisms that they had this past Saturday, we now have 303 disciples in Kinshasa, and there are three other churches that give us now about 425 disciples in that nation. Of course, God is sovereign. And about eight days ago, one of our sisters, who's a, a campus student there in Kinshasa, Roberta, was killed by a car. And, uh, It was very sad from a human point of view, but we know that a sister is in heaven. Why? Well, the day before, she was in two studies. As a matter of fact, she got back late that Monday night and then was taken by the Lord to go to glory that next day. Just five days later, on Saturday, of the seven baptisms, one of them was named Ruth, and that was the last person that our sister studied with before she went to heaven. Amen. Attached to French-speaking Africa, of course, is our work in the Caribbean, which largely up until now has been centered in the island of Hispaniola and the nation of Haiti. Um, amazingly, back in 2013, we converted a Church of Christ preacher named Alexis Turgot. He came to the GLC, studied with our French-speaking evangelists every day, and the day after it was all done, he was baptized into Christ as a sold-out disciple. He went back to Haiti with Blaise Fumba, and they've been preaching the word, preaching the word, and amazing, his last time there, just a few weeks ago, they established our 10th church in Haiti, baptizing our 21st Church of Christ preacher. Then they went to the other side of the island of Hispaniola, which is the Dominican Republic. There they baptized another Church of Christ preacher and started our first sold-out movement church there with 23 disciples. At the 2019 African Missions Conference, Johannesburg, South Africa, will be sent out. Saludos, cariñosos, familia. Uh, It is so awesome to be back in London. Uh, I love this church so much. I love Michael and Michelle, and uh, you guys are true family. And I bring you good news from Central and South America. And we're so blessed to have the leaders of the world sector in Central and South America, Raul and Linda Moreno, right here with us, among us. You know, Kip and I were so inspired by the work of what God is doing through them there that we wanted all the world sector leaders to go to Sao Paulo in early February to see the church, to see especially the campus ministry. They have the model campus ministry for the whole movement. They have 75 campus students, 37 at USP, which is the top university in all of Central and South America. And they're doing an incredible job discipling and raising up leaders from their campus ministry, which Raul shared about powerfully this morning. Uh, They had their first ICCM graduation which was so inspiring to see that. And, you know, for me personally, just to see young couples get baptized in the campus ministry, fall in love, wanting to go into the full-time ministry, uh, they do amazing things. And they have six campus couples, Kyle and Carol leading the church in Rio, 
which is Rio de Janeiro, a huge yeah. city in Brazil. Tulio and Vaitza are leading our church in Bogota, Colombia, and they just got married just a few months ago. Danilo and Carol are leading the campus ministry in Dallas, Fort Worth, helping out Tyler and Shay, and it's awesome that they're there. And they will be planting the church in Lima, Peru, another nation for us. And then a couple that are just so incredible, Vinny and Bia. They're still in their last semester at USP, and then they're getting married in December. They're in the full-time ministry as well. I don't know how they do it, but they're amazing. They're both brilliant, and it's just great to see what God is doing there. The church in Sao Paulo was planted in 2011 with just seven disciples, and no remnant group, and hardly anyone spoke Portuguese except Linda. Um, And of course, Raul learned quickly because he speaks Spanish, but you know, it was just amazing what God can do when you have willing hearts. And now we have 35 disciples in the Rio de Janeiro church and 240 in San Paulo. So we have 275 disciples. At the South American Missions Conference, we had 350 in attendance, and quite a few were from our sister church in Santiago, Chile, which is a long trip. South America's huge. Anyway, um, we had 12 baptisms there that day, and the thing that was also so inspiring to me is that Raul published his first book. Um, I'm sorry, a lot of people call him Raul, but... It's an amazing book. It's called A Battle That Even Kings Lost. And it's all about winning over sexual purity issues that are so huge in our world today. Uh, Thank you, Raul, for doing that. And I'm reading it right now, so I'm really excited. And I hope you guys start reading it, too. Mexico City is another amazing church um, that is led by Carlos and Lucy Mejia. And it's really awesome. Um, Lucy is Mexican and Carlos is from El Salvador, so they are true Latinos, though they were raised a lot in America. But they have that double culture heart. And, of course, they're global disciples, as Kip shared about. Um, But three years ago, we had to send them there because a false teacher had come into that church and that church was really hurting and so messed up. We only had eight disciples left and uh, now we have 226 disciples. And uh, they have the model teen ministry with 30 teens, though I think Moscow's catching up. Um, And then their campus ministry is growing. They have 30 disciples there as well. At the Latin American Missions Conference, which some of you got to go, we started with an earthquake, and they uh, did an amazing job with their teen uh, entertainment, the singing, the dancing. It was so inspiring. They had 325 in attendance, 13 baptisms, two restorations. The Latin American Mission Conference had high impact. I bring you good news from Europe. What can I say about Michael and Michelle? A dear son, a dear daughter in the faith. We're so proud of the two of you. And it is truly amazing what the Lord is setting up here in Europe. And I hope that you appreciate the hand of the Lord and using this young couple. Um, One of the things that's been a challenge is just to be able to raise up leaders. And I'm very, very proud of Michael and Michelle because now, come January, Lord willing, all four regions of the London church will be led by full-time people. Of course, 
You've got the Williamsons in the north, you've got the Grays in the west, you've got Sean in the east, you've got Tom in the south. But Lord willing, in January, because we're going to sacrifice, amen, we'll put on MJ, VN, Samuel, and Naomi, amen. You need to understand that almost all of world missions outside of Europe is supported by the American churches. And yet, in Europe, you are self-sufficient because of your sacrifice here in London. Uh, your sacrifice planted Stockholm. And I'm really proud of the Tom Bars and the way they've stepped up and really rebuilt that foundation. Um, you sent out the Paris Supplemental Mission Team. And praise God, the Paris Church is now officially registered with the government. And, you know, of course, uh, Anthony and Cassie, what can we say about the great work you've done? Of course, the Holy Spirit had them leave for a while so they could reconstruct the Kiev church. In the meantime, the Lakantotos took over the Paris church. And I wish you'd have heard Kevin preach the word today. <laughs> um, I must say that uh, I, I so admire uh, the Almoses, particularly Cassidy. And she has uh, persevered through some very difficult times. Yeah. I think most of us are aware of the many miscarriages. Yeah. The last two caused her to lose her two fallopian tubes. And yet, this amazing disciple, when she was being brought into the OR, was singing, Thank you, Lord. And that should be the heart of every disciple, no matter the circumstances that we face. The London church now stands at 134 sold-out disciples. And you may say, well, hold it. Uh, Michael told us 133 on Sunday. Yeah, but you had a baptism on Monday. And it was none other than Chantal Anderson. Chantal, stand on up right here. Now, Chantal was a former uh, WNBA player. She was drafted number two the year that she came on out. She has incredible poise. She's the most beautiful tall lady I've ever met in my life. Incredibly charismatic. She keeps up friendships literally all over the globe. She's won three other women basketball players, pro basketball players. And on Monday, she was able to help baptize her friend, Jessica Kuster, who plays pro ball in Italy. And it, it's just amazing how, as a movement, we can work together. Is that incredible? I hope that you appreciate that we are one family in the Lord. I bring you good news from the Middle East. Probably one of the toughest fields we have, and that is led by Corey and G. Blackwell. Um, the Dubai church was just planted in 2016 by R.D. and April Baker with only seven disciples as well. And in the first four months, they had six restorations, but no baptisms. So Kip and I went over there in uh, 2017 in January, and we did a winter workshop and helped to organize the church in Bible Talks and helped R.D. to go full-time because he was working like 50 hours a week. Uh, his job was killing him. And then April, a lot of you know, has a congenital heart condition where she's a walking miracle. And, you know, just for her to be there, she really wanted to be there. The baptism started coming, um, but she has to go back to L.A. every 
four months for checkups to UCLA, and she had a massive heart attack when she was back in LA in April. And she even went into a four-minute cardiac arrest where she was just gone. And we all prayed, the doctors, the nurses, amazingly, all worked together. God pulled her back to us because we needed her. And um, because of her condition, they had to stay three months in L.A. And it's amazing. She was able to baptize her little sister, who's in her 20s, um, while she was there. And because her sister saw her faith and the love of the disciples. And then, you know, they went back, because that's their heart. And they were doing a great job. But we just realized, and her doctors too, that we were just playing Russian roulette. She needed to come back to America. And um, so... Back, you know, we're a family, like Kip talked about, and we sent a second mission team to help out and lead uh, that great group. Miguel Mendez, a lot of you know him, is the leader there with the men, and then Megan Matthews is the leader there with the women. And they're doing an amazing job. Um, and, and then, of course, recently, Sadvi from Mexico City uh, was able to go to Dubai. She's dating um, Miguel, yes. <laughs> And they're a great couple, and it's just awesome to see the way they're working together. In the last four months, they've had 15 baptisms and zero fallaways. So now they have 40 disciples in our Dubai sister church. I bring you good news from Asia. The 2017 GLC was held in Manila, and it was an incredible celebration particularly in sending out the Hong Kong church, which completed the Crown of Thorns phase one plan. And yet all through it, there was kind of a cloud of heaviness on my heart because I knew that after the GLC, I was going to have to meet with the Manila church and take out their lead couple, Kyle and Joan Bartholomew. And I knew this would be devastating, but I didn't realize how much. Over the next four months, the baptisms almost slid to zero. And 75 disciples fell away. We came back in January with the couple that I believe the Lord had set apart for the work. And that was Richie and Elizabeth McDonald. And they're they're real heroes. They they had three kids they were bringing and one of them was just two months old. And it it was pretty incredible... Because uh, when we came there, it was just a a church of sadness, a church of broken dreams, a church full of ascetia. And yet, we we preached the first weekend just to get their hearts right. Then we had our workshop the second weekend. And it's incredible what preaching the word does for people's hearts. We said before the church that they would have a record attendance in two weeks. And we preached that on January 14th. On January 28th, amazingly, the Holy Spirit worked. And with 180 disciples, they had a record attendance of 424 that day. (laughs) Excitingly, Um, This year, they've had 92 baptisms. They now have 260 disciples in the Metro Manila Church. And that doesn't really explain the work. Sometimes, 
Sometimes we look at stats and we see just this church has this much and we forget they've sent out some key leaders to plant other churches. Yeah. Well, at the GLC, they also sent out Cebu, Philippines. Yeah. And they sent out about 10 disciples on that. Well, now those 10 a year later are now 40 disciples in Cebu. Of course, we really can't talk about Asia unless we talk about the work in India. Now, for the Americans, we, we need to get this thing in perspective. They have 1.3 billion people. America has a little over 300 million people. That means it's four United States of America. Europe, you've got about 400 million. Western Europe. That means it's three Western Europe's. The magnitude of this task is, is unbelievable. And yet the Holy Spirit has set aside Raja and Deb's Rajan. I think one of the great accounts, if there's ever a modern day book of Acts to be written, will be the sending out of the New Delhi mission team from Chennai at the South Asia Missions Conference at the very end of April. It was amazing. There were 38 on the mission team. Raja called them the Spartans. <laughs> and they have proved his words true. Five days later, they boarded a plane, uh, boarded a train. The whole team went up to Delhi. They got off on Saturday morning. They were joined by the 18 on the remnant group. And with one day of just evangelism after evangelism, the following day, God gave them 205 people at church. Amazing. This new planting is just six months old, and already they've had 96 additions, 73 baptisms, 22 restorations, and one place membership. They now have 134 sold-out disciples in New Delhi. Of special note is the teen ministry there. The Spartans only had one teen. That was Ashita, their youngest child. Now, after 22 baptisms, we have 23 in the teen ministry in New Delhi. Is that awesome? Finally, I've just got to talk a little bit about Phnom Penh, Cambodia. I was just there about a month ago. The Holy Spirit opened the door for us to be able to take over the leadership of an orphanage that is right in the middle of the city. Um, through a series of events that are quite tragic. Um, the Lord worked, and our contact over there, Bloody Perez, was talked to by the leader of the orphanage, a man named General Chim. General Chim is a one-star general, and, and he is in charge of the military police in the entire country of Cambodia. And yet he himself was an orphan. For many, you don't know the background of Cambodia, but in the 70s, there was a group known as the Khmer Rouge, led by a man named Pol Pot, that killed off the intelligentsia of Cambodia. Of the 11 million people in Cambodia, 2 million were slaughtered. There's even a whole movie on it called The Killing Fields. And he was one of those orphans. And so he has a great heart. 
This, this pain has given him a heart. And so when the church that was overseeing the orphanage had to be put aside, General Chim personally supported the orphanage out of his own pocket. And just as God would have it, that's when Bloody met General Chim. Bloody called me up three days later. The head of Mercy Worldwide, Nick Bordieri, was on a plane and met with General Chim. We talked about what it would take financially. We talked about what it would take for Nick and Denise. And that would be in their late 50s, moving over to Cambodia for years. And just this past month, we were able to go over and we signed what they called a memorandum of understanding. And that day was glorious. We had dignitaries from several nations in Southeast Asia, as well as people in Cambodia. Signing that memorandum of understanding was what we would call the Secretary of Finance for all of Cambodia, because he's a board member of the orphanage itself. And of course, Nick signed it, and then General Chim and I had the privilege to sign. But at the end of the day, it was one of the great celebration. We now have 58 orphans under the care of Mercy Worldwide with a goal of bringing it up to 200 in just the next three years. And to God be the glory. I bring you good news from Austral, China. And that world sector is led powerfully by Joe and Carrie Willis. You know, Sydney has had a great year, an amazing year. They started out with 48 disciples, and they now have 65 disciples. And, of course, it's a very atheistic nation. Joe also wrote a great book, Money is the Answer to Everything. And I finished that book. It is amazing. you got to read that one. Uh, anyway, the... The 12th Crown of Thorns Church was planted and sent out, you know, as Kip shared at the GLC in 2017, Hong Kong, and we got to visit them, and, and you know, they only had seven, and now they're 15 disciples. Again, a very tough field. Uh, when we visited, we were able to study with an actress, a model. Her name is Rhea. Um, she was into witchcraft and sorcery, and we studied for several hours, and then on Sunday, she was baptized as a 24-year-old single woman who wants to do greater things for God. And it was very moving because um, you'd be shocked how many people are into sorcery and witchcraft in China. They're looking for something spiritual. Uh, one of the brothers there who's from Taiwan started crying at her baptism because he has a number of his friends that are into that. Uh, and he says, well, I believe they can all repent and now become disciples because of the Bible and us preaching the word. You know, please pray for Kip and I because we actually have to leave Sunday night to go to Sydney for their first Austro-China Missions Conference. And, you know, it's going to be awesome. We have a lot of young Chinese disciples that have been baptized there in Sydney that will be there. And then the super awesome thing is that Scotty Aikopo, I hope I said it right, he's, he's uh, dating Jenna Loheed. We have Megan here from L.A., her sister. Uh, they will be planting our church in Auckland, New Zealand with 13 other disciples. And, um, you know, just please pray because God is really moving. It just blows my mind what is happening. As we all love him together, work together, and sacrifice together, we will have a new family of churches in New Zealand. And hopefully you guys can visit. I bring you good news from the United States of America. As I shared before, phase one of the Crown of Thorns plan was completed last year. And... 
We need to understand that most of the mission money comes from the USA churches. And so in order to do more, the Lord put on my heart that we needed a lot more USA churches. I mean, this past year, all of the churches had to sacrifice 31 times their regular contribution. And they did it gladly. The church in L.A., because of an extra responsibility, they sacrificed 36 times their weekly pledge. That's what your brothers and sisters are doing to help propel the gospel around the world. As you well know, our national bird is the American Eagle. And so we called this plan Operation Eagle. What is it? We want to put discipling ministries in all 50 states of America. Excitingly, excitingly, this year the Holy Spirit has planted Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, we are so privileged to have the leaders of the Albuquerque Church here, the Esparzas, with us. They've, they've done a dynamite job. I mean, sadly, the, the, the leader fell away. They were sent in as a supplemental mission team. Um, they only had just a few disciples left. They brought a team of six. And amazing, this is a young couple. In the last four months since they've been there, they've had seven that have been baptized into Christ. They are on the move. That's Operation Eagle number 17. Operation Eagle number 18 was Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it was incredible. At the service, we had 178 in attendance. But what stood out is one of our brothers, Marvell Holder, had 35 visitors, 32 of which was his family. So as we get into all 50 states, now we're starting to touch people's family, and it's giving people hope. Hey, even though my family doesn't live in a state with a sold-out church, by the year 2024, there's going to be a sold-out movement church in every state in America. And then just a couple weeks ago, we were in Columbus, Ohio, for Operation Eagle number 19. You know, it is amazing what God is doing. The churches in San Francisco, Chicago, New York City are 200 disciples. The church in L.A. is a little over 900 disciples. And I'll never forget the, uh, the GLC in L.A. just a few months ago where we had 21 baptisms on Sunday. And so amazing as this is, in just 11 years, because the City of Angels Church was planted on May 6, 2007, with 42 disciples that the Holy Spirit sent down from Portland, Oregon. God has multiplied them into 7,000 disciples in 97 churches in 36 nations, with one more to come in Malawi, amen? On all six populated continents of the world, let me tell you something. This is not a movement of men. It is the very movement of God. And let us praise God tonight as he is going to all nations in this generation. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. 
That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H.org.uk. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.